Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. This is your Friday, August 6th edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York, and as always, this show is presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. How are we on this Friday? Uh, Brendan not here, by the way. He's been our special guest co-host for the last several shows. He will be back with me on Monday. He will be with me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week, and then he goes off to college, and after that, well, there'll be some others. It won't be me by myself all the time. It can't be. This is not that easy. Always better for me and you as a listener when somebody is co-hosting this show. Uh, but we will continue on with football previews today. With Wednesday, we were just sort of thinking out loud, and I'm going to kind of do a little bit more of that today as we go through this. I do want to talk about something. Uh, with Region 1 Sports, we've made it a policy. From day one, I said that this brand will never be one that deals in rumors. Either we will deal in confirmed news, and when I say confirmed, I mean like li- literal, you know, multiple sources say news or straight from the the person we're talking about right like if they can they report it to us hey you can tell people we'll tell them but we don't deal in rumors usually there was one today that i feel the need to at least say if it's true it is going to absolutely shake things up for girls basketball this year and i'll leave it at that right and that's why we don't deal in rumors one, though, that is not a rumor that was confirmed and we put it out there on Wednesday is Graves County will be looking for a new baseball coach or is looking for a new baseball coach. Coach Ford has uh, decided to take a job in McCracken County, I believe at Heath Middle School, um, if I, if memory serves correct. And uh, that for family reasons, I, I think uh, if, if I'm right, I think he lived in McCracken County anyway, so this is going to work out better for him and his family. And Certainly wish him nothing but the best luck. It's a shame I don't get to work with him this coming baseball season, but uh, he is out uh, after a handful of years at Graves County, and they will be looking for a new baseball coach. To me, that is a coveted job in the region. I mean, it just is. Uh, They've had great success the last few years. They had a very young roster this past year with a lot of dudes coming back next year should have a big year. They, they should really be a, a team to contend at the top with. So that's a big job opening, and I'm excited to see who they hire because I'll be working with them. Uh, but that's a big job opening. So good for, for Coach Ford. He's moving on. He's doing the family, you know, doing what's best for the family, and as you should, and excited to see who Graves County has. I mean, everybody's back, like all the top stat guys. And I thought they, to a large degree, overperformed this year. So it'll be fun to see what happens there. So there's all of that. There's all of the little rumor, confirmed breaking news. 
don't usually like dealing with rumors, but it was big enough that I had at least 10 people, maybe 15. I, I stopped counting who had all reached out to me and said the same thing, and they were all people who I trusted very much, to be honest and truthful. That's the only reason why I wanted to address it, because I knew there would be some of you tuning in and downloading this to see if I talked about it at all. And that's all I'll say now. When there are more official things that we can refer to over the next few weeks, next week, hopefully, we'll dive deeper into it in the impact. All right. And Coach Ford, that was confirmed. That came from multiple people who it was official. So there's that. Football season's almost official. We've got a big scrimmage tonight, uh, a lot of them, in fact. I think Tillman is hosting Ma- Madisonville, maybe? Did I see that? I'll go back and check during the break. But Tillman's got one at home. Uh, Murray is hosting uh, four teams tonight. Marshall County is one of those teams. I don't think Marshall and Murray are playing, but they're both at uh, at Murray tonight for a scrimmage. I'll actually be going to that one if uh, everything holds up for me this afternoon. I was actually thinking about going to Tillman, but the problem, Tillman, I'm going to see you uh, with Graves County this year. So Murray, if I go down there, I can catch Murray and Marshall. I will see Marshall later this year, but uh, I won't see Murray. So I'm excited to see the new coach at Murray. I'll see the new coach at Tillman in a few weeks, but excited to see Murray, the new system, and, and see how they look in their scrimmage tonight. So that's the plan. I'm planning on getting to Murray tonight. and If everything works out, I will be down there to check out uh, a couple of local teams in that scrimmage. Next week, next Friday, I'll be traveling up, not to cover the game, not to broadcast it, but I'll be traveling up to see Graves County at uh, their scrimmage in Madisonville next week. Looking forward to that. It'll be a first taste I get of the Eagles this year before, well, next week when they play uh, their first game. Uh, well, in two weeks. So so that's where we are. We are two weeks away as of today, 14 days from football season. And, of course, it's it's a little hot today. In fact, I think today is the warmest day of the week as far as just the humidity. Uh, at the time of recording this, it's uh, 84 it's only going to be about 86 today, but it's just got that humid mugginess to it. I think next Friday it's going to be like 90. So that's going to be our luck. We're going to go in the first game of the year. Last year was awesome. And I know they started later. I know we didn't start games until September, mid-September. But but last year, even the weather in August would have been great. Even two years ago, the weather was really nice. Those first few weeks of the season didn't really feel too hot. You felt like you probably might want to take a jacket into the game with you for when you left. Uh but it was really nice. This year, it just feels like since I'm going to be broadcasting games, it's going to get hot on us. i got to deal with that. That's my luck. Uh, hopefully not. It has been really cool at night. I, I actually uh, I was, I'm helping my son's baseball team, and we were at practice last night. We're doing fall practice, not fall ball. We're just practicing them this fall until the weather gets too cold. Getting a jump on next year, if you will. And we were at practice last night, got hot and sweaty, came home, Uh, My wife wasn't feeling good. She was kind of having me deal with putting the kids to bed, got the kids to bed. And I went, you know what? I'm still hot and sweaty. I got to eat dinner, but I don't feel like it right now. I'm going to go out and jump in the pool. It was about 830 at night. That was a much chillier swim than I was expecting. Not only because the temperature dropped quite a bit outside between being at ball practice at 7 o'clock and swimming at 830, 
that water temperature was much colder than I've it's been. So I, I've been a little sniffly today because of that poor decision on my part. But it's that time of the year. In fact, I was reading this before I started recording the show today. The dog days of summer. You hear that, right? It's the dog days of summer. Now, I've always just associated dog days of summer for when it's like the absolute hottest, most miserable, like, oh, dog days of summer. There's actually an official time period for the dog days of summer. I didn't know that. It's actually a calendar date that tell you when the dog days of summer are. Apparently, it falls between, it starts on July 3rd and lasts till August 11th. Doesn't matter if it gets hotter after August 11th. Just the dog days of summer, July 3rd, August 11th. Um, it comes from the star Sirius. It's uh, the brightest star in the night sky. It's known as the dog star. Dog days comes from ancient Greek and Roman civilizations who believed Sirius bright light radiated extra heat toward Earth, which made those summer days hotter. Yeah. Well, you know. So there's that. Oh, by the way, you're also at uh, a higher risk of bacterial infection during the dog days of summer. That's fun to know. That's good. So the dog days of summer, we are, uh, let's see, today's the 6th. Yeah, we've got a few we've Got a few days left till it won't be. But here's to hoping for good, nice football fall weather coming up. And I'm really excited because I'm starting to get in the mood. Number one, because the Cubs are terrible and traded everybody and who cares about baseball anymore and you Cardinal fans feel the same way, like your team's terrible now too. Who cares? Just finish. I, I mean, they have to finish the season. I get it, but we don't have to watch. We can check out now. It's fine. Um, and we can turn our attention to football. So that's why I'm getting excited. And then number two, I've been working on, in radio we call it imaging. It's the the music beds. If you listen to a, a broadcast, you'll hear music. This show, you'll hear us come back in with a music bed that leads us back in. And so I've been working on new imaging for the Graves County broadcast and uh, and getting all of that ready. And I've been going through a lot of your more traditional football-sounding music themes and, sand, and music beds and songs. So I've been really getting in the mood. Thunderstruck, Foo Fighters, my hero, a little varsity blues for you. There you go. All right, let's take a break. I'm excited about football. Let's talk more about some of these previews when we come back. It's Region 1 Sports. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? Well, how about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Are you ready to add a little spice to your life? Try the new Spicy McNuggets, now being served at your neighborhood McDonald's. And don't forget the new Mighty Hot Dipping Sauce. They're a treat for your taste buds. Then cool it down with a Chips Ahoy McFlurry, your favorite cookie mixed with creamy goodness. The deliciousness is only around for a limited time, so try them today at any of our local McDonald's. In Paducah, Calvert City, Mayfield, Murray, Draftonville, Benton, and Metropolis. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life and you just can't quite figure out what it is. 
You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. Uh, Hey, Chris, you ready to do the show? Yeah, let me grab my drink. Wow. uh, You okay? Yeah, this has been happening more and more ever since I started working out again. Um, You know, usually when someone goes to the gym, it makes them stronger, not too weak to hold a cup of water. Yeah, that's what's strange. I've been having some numbness issues from my elbow down to my fingers, and it's been getting worse. You know, same thing happened to me just a few years ago. Oh, yeah? What did you do? Well, I went to the Orthopedic Institute. Really? Yeah, they walked me through what was happening, why it was happening, and all the things I needed to do to keep it from happening. They got me back to the gym and no more numb fingers and elbow in no time. The Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, they treat pain from neck to toes of any age, minimally invasive techniques, and no need to travel. So the Orthopedic Institute. Yep, excellent care from treatment to recovery, and they're a trusted healthcare partner. Well, I guess I need to go to the Orthopedic Institute. Yeah, and maybe grab a rag to clean up all this water first. Back here on the Region 1 Sports Report, Brian York with you, your Friday edition of the show, doing some football previews, and it's a lot easier when you're doing these previews with somebody else, especially when you're just having an open conversation, but I'll have that conversation with you. You can argue back with me. I can't hear it, but you can argue back with me. Uh, One of the things we're going to get into this next week, really next week, and then the week after that, we will get really specific with teams and devote a lot of our attention on specific teams and rosters and uh, expectations and what we think their record will be, those kind of things. But but Wednesday we started this, we were just kind of thinking out loud. If you go back to Wednesday's show, uh, one of the things that really popped up uh, as we get into football season, I've just been kind of looking across the landscape. You know, not looking at each individual team so much. It's just kind of looking at different schedules and looking at different rosters and just trying to get an idea of different things that maybe I had forgotten or we've all forgotten. Get little little reminders as we go into the season. So I've been kind of jotting down things that have been standing out. And on Wednesday, we talked about really the, the biggest thing that stood out to me. As I was given an overview and, and looking at the landscape of football in the region was just how brutal of a schedule Paducah Tillman's going to play. It's brutal. We talked about it on Wednesday, and we, we went – I'm not going to go over this again, but if you go back to that, I mean, they play – McCracken Week 1, Graves Week 2, Mayfield, South Warren, Henderson County. I mean, we t- All of those schools, except for Mayfield, are bigger than them, but Mayfield has that incredible win streak, and I think that will continue with them this year. And we talked about they very well could end up going 0-5. And as long as they don't lose the locker room and get too down and get they could go 0-5 and then still be a team I would not want to play in the in the postseason. So that was sort of the, the takeaway from that. We talked about that on Wednesday, that if they come out and win a lot of these games, you're going to realize they are far better than we expected. But that is an absolute brute. Now, after that, they get Trigg County, Henry County, Union County, Webster County. Okay, th- those are all, I think, games they're favored in. Hopkinsville at the end, I, th- I think they could be better than Hopkinsville. They'll certainly have been tested 
probably more than Hopkinsville by that point. But that was one of the things, which, to me, just I saw that and went, my goodness. I mean, that is just, if any, to me, one of the toughest schedules you'll see in the state, certainly in the region. And you know what? I kind of dig it. I'm for it. Got a new coach coming in. You got a program that had a lot of young dudes last year starting that are all back, especially the skill positions. Let's go. See what we got. You're going to. So we talked about that on Wednesday. One of the things I want to talk about today, kind of piggybacking on that kind of, are the underdogs. We look out across the landscape of Region 1 football, and we see Ballard County, Ballard Memorial, right? We see the Fultons. And I just got to say, I, they're the underdogs. They're the, the little guys that hopefully can. So what are the expectations that we're laying on them this year? Well, number one for Ballard, you also have a new coach, and you're coming off a winless season. And I don't care how anybody wants to spin it. I had somebody tell me, well, they, you know, they, they put up some, some good numbers in some areas last year. No, they didn't. That's just reality. They only scored 16 points all season. They gave up 56, 49, 50, 54, 68, 62, 46. And we've talked about their struggles last year. Most of it was they didn't have enough players. Now, if memory serves, I believe they had to move a game with somebody because... No, that's right. They moved a game to Thursday night because they were going into fall break and they were going to have so many kids that wanted to go on on fall break and have that vacation. They weren't going to have enough kids to play. Which is mind-blowing. Our coaches never let us off for any break. Like, I remember I had buddies that played baseball. I did not. They played baseball. They didn't go nowhere on spring break. They had games and practice. For football season, I believe I was in high school when they introduced fall break. We didn't get fall break. You didn't get to tell your coach you were leaving. You were leaving. You just weren't playing ever again the rest of the season. We have football practice. We got games. So that blew my mind, number one. They were like, yeah, we're just, you know, we're taking. Which I don't think they were scheduled to play on that Friday. But the fact that they had kids that were like, we're going on fall break. I mean, wow. So they had to reschedule and have enough kids. But they do have a new coach. And from my calculations, when I look at their roster this year, it looks like they do have uh, some more that are back. Now, the roster is not posted yet, but I was looking at another publication and kind of trying to count heads. I think for that school, where it starts for me this year and what I'm looking for is you don't have to win a game. You, you don't have to. I mean, I know you want to. I know you're going to play to. You've got Fulton County on the schedule. You've got Fort Campbell on the schedule. Okay. you got a lot of tough ones outside of that. And, unfortunately, you're in a tough spot with having to play Mayfield, Murray, Caldwell. I get it. But you just got to have some excitement in that program again. It wasn't that long ago Ballard was churning out a really solid football team. In fact, I'll take you back, you know, the 2015 season. They had five wins that year. They were scoring some points. They beat Marshall County that year. They beat uh, Webster County. They stomped Webster County. They beat Crittenden County 55-21 that season. It wasn't that long ago. Even in 2016... They had graduated some guys, but again, they had some good wins. Beat the snot out of Webster County. Beat Crittenden County 41-7. to 
Lost by three to Murray. And by the way, lost 54-38 to Butler County in the playoffs. So we know that that you can get it going at Ballard. Now, you know, people will say, well, yeah, but a lot of athletes now, you know, they're, they're crossing that county line. They're going over to McCracken. That's fine. McCracken County was still a school, was there in 2016. He had a big roster that year. Had some good wins. Put up some good numbers. So it wasn't that long ago. And by the way, since I am just kind of thinking out loud, we're kind of just having a conversation. That Looking at the fact that Ballard Memorial, I mean, put it to Crittenden County in 2016, 2015. They beat Crittenden County 74-70 in 2017. That's how good Paducah Tillman's new head coach is. That he goes to Crittenden County and takes them from a team that was losing to Ballard Memorial year after year and getting smoked to a really really good football team the last couple of years. Just throwing that out there. Just that thought hit me, and I just had to throw it out. In fact, on that topic, Coach Thompson came to Crittenden County in 2018. That was his first season as head coach. Now, they had already started to turn the corner. If you go back in in 2016 at Crittenden County, they were okay. Uh, Let's see, one, two, three, four, five wins. Again, got smoked by Ballard that year. Did, did beat Fort Knox to uh, get a playoff win. And then in 2017, they started really turning around. That year, they improved to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 wins. Now, they did uh, get a couple of wins in the playoffs. Again, though, losing pretty, I mean, 74 to 70 to Ballard. That blows my mind. That's, a, that's crazy. And then Coach Thompson takes over in 2018, and they end up that year with only one loss in the regular season. And beat Ballard 58-28. Now, of course, that, that the rise of Crittenden County, where Ballard starts to, to fall a little bit. So go to Ballard 2018. They go from beating Crittenden County three years in a row. Pretty good records. That year, they only won three games. They had that crazy 70-52 to game in Marshall County where they, they lost, but it's crazy. Still beat the snot out of Webster. And they beat Fulton County in overtime that year. A bit of an upset there. You know, that was the year that Fulton County had come out to that uh, 4-0 start and then really struggled with uh, their schedule after that. Lost pretty big to Callaway that year. Uh, Lost big to to Crittenden and then ended up losing to Ballard Memorial in overtime. But my point is, and they were even in those losses for Ballard in 2018, they're putting up points. They had a, a fairly, you know, you could see the size of the roster dwindling a little bit over those years from where it was when they were having more success. But my point is, and not to, to stay on this too long, there's potential there. There just is. I don't think it's it's gone for good. I don't think Ballard Memorial will, will be like this forever. I think they risk it, but I don't think they will. But it'll be interesting to see what they do this year and how they start building it back. Now looking at their schedule... You start off at Marshall, then you've got South Fulton, at Massac County, Fulton County, Hopkins County Central, Caldwell County, Murray, Mayfield, Muhlenberg. You've got some games, I'm not saying for you this year maybe are winnable, but certainly some games you're going to be competitive, you're going to have your chances. So let's see what you got. By the way, they do return uh, seven seniors. 
Like when you only when you only had like sixteen guys play last year and seven of them are back in their senior year, that can only help. Right? You didn't it didn't get worse. That's a sign it is getting better because your roster is a little bigger this year and you've got seven dudes who are like, All right, it was rough last year, but let's go. It's a good place to start. Hey, I'll tell you a good place to start if you have any kind of nagging injury, sports related or otherwise. You just need to get back to, to getting your life underway. Get to the Orthopedic Institute. Presenting sponsor of our show. They'll take care of what ails you. I know from experience, they've got great doctors out there. Their entire goal is to get you back on the court, back on the field, back to playing the sport you love as quick and as possible and as healthy as possible. The Orthopedic Institute, proud presenting sponsor of Region 1 Sports. And by the way, uh, I'm going to move on to some other teams here in a second, but but just real quick on Ballard before we move topics. I think Coach Bledsoe said a lot of, of good things from what I've seen and read. One of the things I really like is they're really they sort of understand where they are. You know, they're not coming in as a coaching staff and going, "All right, we're coming in and we're going to build this thing and we're going to win these games and we're going to do we're going to set certain expectations." They're coming in and they're basically going, "Guys." Hearts and minds, right? Hearts and minds. We got to get these right. We got to get better, a, a better mental space as a program, so we can start translating that from from head to to play, right? From heart to production. And so I think you, that's a good place to start. Is we're coming in and we're we're telling these guys, we know the odds are against us, but we're gonna. We're going to fight, and we're just going to keep fighting and let the chips fall where they fall and keep getting better. I like that. All right. Let's turn our attention for a second to uh, to the Fultons. Now, there are people who are far more connected to that into the region than I am. I can only go by what I see on social media, which is very, very little when it comes to that end of the, the region, or by the KHSAA. Now, I did notice over the last few, couple of weeks they went from having a handful of games on their schedule on the KHSAA to one and it's Crittenden County so I'm starting to wonder do we have a season Fulton City I get I'm the host of the regional sports report I'm supposed to know these things be an authority on this I don't I'm not plugged into that um I wish I was but Right now, the signs are pointing to no. Looks like we're going the wrong way here. Didn't have a season last year. I, I think. Let me. I I don't think they should try to field a team. School is way too small, way too small. Don't give me tradition. Don't tell me that. It, it it's reality now. It's not tradition. You can't win games on nostalgia. I think they should look at uh, baseball and basketball and any other sport they can try to field out of a small school, but football is not it. Less than 100 students can't put a team on the field. Can't. Carlisle County doesn't. Higman County doesn't. Can't. All right, let's talk Fulton County. You know how I feel about Fulton County. I think they've got a great coach. I think they get the most out of what they bring to the field. They have a very, very small school, a very, very small roster, yet they have had success in the recent years. Now, a lot of that, of course, centered around you have a sort of once-in-a-generation, in a once-in-a-lifetime player uh, in Kimbrell a few years ago. But even last year, they beat Ballard. 
All things considered, Ballard is kind of a bigger school. You would think would probably fill a little bit bigger roster. Fulton County got them. Fulton County put up points outside of that game. So not all things are lost. I get it. You had uh, 2018, you had that 4-0 start, ended up winning five games. Really, really good year for them. They come out the next year, one, two, three, four, five, six wins in 2019. So that's a small school, a very small roster that it can pull from. But they're finding success on the football field. If I'm Ballard Memorial, I'm looking at Fulton County and going, all right, how do we get to that? We're small, a small roster. We're in a lot of the same categories. I get it. Those two years, they were super successful. They had Kimbrell, but you know what? Last year, they didn't still put up points, even in losses, and still beat team, uh, still beat you. I like Fulton County. I'm rooting like crazy for them. We're talking about underdogs a lot today. They are an underdog to me. Small roster. Go back and look at even last year. They only averaged 30, let's see, 71 yards passing a game split between two different quarterbacks. 48 yards uh, on the ground with uh, with Bradley at running back. Gibbs and Johnson were your quarterbacks. So let's look at the 2021 roster. Now, those guys I just mentioned were all underclassmen last year. I hope they're back this year, but the updated roster I have does not have them on it. None of the three. I hope Coach Bridges has them back. I hope that's just they're just not on the roster right now or didn't get listed or something's up because they were all underclassmen and those are all your top stat getters. It's going to be a rough year if those dudes ain't back. That's not a step in the right direction <laughs> if they're not back. Hope they are and they're just not on that the this roster. That you know, These rosters can be sketchy. But if they are, I, you know, I expect you to win a few games actually. Tough schedule. You got Gleason, Tennessee. I think they'll be competitive with that with them. Marshall County. I think Marshall is going to be. We'll talk about them next week. I, I really think Marshall is going to have a big step forward this year. Callaway County. I think they're as solid as it comes for a school their size. I think they'll win five games. Then you got Ballard. All right, measuring stick for both programs. Right. It is. If you're Ballard, you're trying to model what Fulton County's doing and figure out how do you at least get to that with a small roster. If you're Fulton County, you're trying to stay ahead of that. South Fulton, Russellville, Trick County. I think they'll be competitive in some of the most of these games. Crittenden County, they're going to be better than you. Lake County and Murray. Murray's better. There you go. Expect a very similar year as to a year ago. Maybe another win thrown in there somewhere. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back. We've got more. It's your Friday show. It's Region 1 Sports. You're listening to the Region 1 Sports Report on 99.5 The Fan. One sports final segment on your Friday edition of the show. We kind of been talking underdogs. I'll give you one more, Callaway County. Now I know for a lot of, in a lot of ways, they sort of exceeded expectations the last few years. Two years in a row, they number one they beat Hopkinsville in the regular season last year, but then two years in a row in the postseason they dang near beat them and upset them in the in the playoffs, which would have been huge because Hopkinsville is a top five team and was every time they met. So they know they can compete to that level, but they were a little bit of an enigma last year in the fact they were able to beat Hopkinsville, play them close in the playoffs, 
but got smoked by Murray, and we thought that game would be close. Now, in hindsight, it's 2020. Hindsight's everything. You look at it now, and it makes sense because Murray went on from about that time to the end of the season to have one of the best runs in school history. But going into that game, you thought that would be a fairly close game based on Callaway's start to the season and Murray's start to the season. This year, though, for Callaway, you know, they lost some key playmakers. They lost some speed off of a team that last year, again, ended up winning three games. They were three and and one. And in hindsight, probably should have got Tillman the way Tillman started to play down the stretch. Played them close. It was it was really close for a half. I mean, they just couldn't hold with them in the second half. Close loss to Logan County. I think they feel like they should have won that game. But then a 21-17 loss to Hopkinsville in the playoffs. Hopkinsville, by the way, only ended up going on to, uh, to play in the semifinals. Just saying. You almost beat them, and they make the semifinals. Looking at it, too... Um, Talk about a coaching staff that gets the most out of what they have. I mean, you you hear their stats, and we talked about this with State of Athletics. When I tell you the stats for Callaway, you don't think they should be able to win a game. And yet they go three and four last year. Probably should have been five and, and two. Um, almost beat Hopkinsville in the play. Like you hear that, and you're like, there's no way. 77 yards a game passing. Top running back had 66 yards a game. Now, Orange had a couple of big games. Um, They do have Franklin back, who is really their best playmaker at quarterback. He was 540 yards total for those 77 yards a game. He had five touchdowns, four interceptions, but he was also the second leading rusher on the team. So you've got him back, but they did lose Orange. And, and just a lot of other speed guys, a lot of guys they were going to be counting on. Now, here's where I will say that doesn't matter to some degree because you are now in year number four of the Chris Champion era. And so this is the first group. His seniors coming into this year, the first group that he's the only coach they've known in high school. So you expect, coming off of a 3-4 and four team, that if you're building a program, to where it's winning and sustainable year after year, no matter what the roster is, that this is a year that you you should not be taking a step back. There are no excuses of losing seniors. You're in year number four, sustainable winner, right? That's what you strive for, to have a program that the ebbs and flows are not just based off a roster. Yeah, you're going to have ebbs and flows because of the roster, but you don't, you know, it's not eight wins one year, two wins the next. So you did win three last year, a couple of close ones. Lost some seniors. She got a lot of key players back. And I know they're expecting big big things from this senior group who all they've known is Chris Champion. Looking at their schedule this year, uh, let's see, let me get back on the right page. You got Henderson County to start the year. That's that's rough. You got Murray week number two. You know, I, I think Murray's a little more vulnerable for you this year than maybe last year, but they're still going to be a heavy favorite. Then you got Fulton County. You've got them. You got Marshall County. I know you beat them last year. They ain't the same Marshall team. That team got better from that game to the end of the season. And now they've had another full offseason with Coach E and that system. 
and what they're building there, I think that's going to be a tougher game. I'm not saying you can't beat them. I think that's going to be a tougher game this year. Then you got Mayfield. It's tough. Madisonville, North Hopkins. I, you can get them. Hopkins County Central, you can get them. Hopkinsville, well, we know you've been, you have, and you've been close in the other ones. Logan County and Union County. This is a good schedule. You've got some games you're clearly the underdog, clearly. But you've got some games that are not only winnable, but if you, if it works out, you win the games you, you should at least be in the game with or matched up as a favorite. I think they can win four or five this year. I think they can. I think a lot of it depends on Madisonville. I think they're going to get Fulton County. I think they can get Madisonville. I think they can get Hopkins County Central, and I think they can get Hopkins or uh, Logan County. Union County, Hopkinsville, a little tougher. I think you've got you've got four wins sitting there that you can go get that I think you're going to be a favorite in or at least expected to play well in. And a, another couple that it just kind of depends. Maybe, maybe not. It's, we'll see what you got. But definitely, they beat Madisonville last year. 14-6 loss to Logan County. Yeah, they, they can get some of these. I'm looking at four games for sure. You got to at least get to four wins. That's the that's the that's another step in the right direction for that program. All right, we'll have plenty more. We dive deeper next week, or the next two weeks. Again, our shows this year are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, too much to go to five days a week. Way too many responsibilities here at the station with my hours now. What I'm doing here, plus doing Graves County Sports, and not having Chris. I'll blame him. But we'll be three days a week through the school year instead of five days, I know. But um, I promise you, the same content, just just three days a week. I know. It's rough on me, too. I wish I could do five. Um, here's something, though. I have not watched, by the way, admittedly, I have not watched a single Olympic event. Not one. It ends this weekend. So I'm going to end up not watching anything. Not one. Like, I know there's some cool events that normally I'm kind of into. I actually like the Winter Olympics, I think, better. But I have not even tuned in to anything going on with the Olympics. However, I totally understand this survey. The U.S. Olympic team includes 613 of the most finely tuned athletes in the world. But over a third of Americans are like, oh, come on, I could do that. 40% of Americans think they could at least hold their own in one event at the Olympics. 40%. And we're not talking about like curling and air rifling, which, by the way, I totally think I could hold my own in curling. I get it. They're sweeping really fast, and it's intense, but I could do that. Come on. But a lot of us think we could compete in more physical events, basketball, soccer, swimming. Really? Like you really think you could just go out there tomorrow and be like, I can hoop it up with these guys. You can't. You can't. Soccer, no way. Swimming, forget it. I have an above-ground pool. I struggle in that. There's no way. By the way, 74% of all adults in the U.S. are considered overweight. <laughs> These 613 athletes are not. So, no, you cannot. You cannot hold your own with them. Uh, the poll asked people which events should be added to the Summer Olympics. Uh, they say MMA. See, I would tune in for that. Lacrosse, eh. Bowling, eh. 
cricket, just because I don't know anything about cricket. I think that'd be fun. And competitive cheerleading. 44% of people think the Olympics in general are overrated. I clearly am among that because I have not watched a single event. Just doesn't. I don't care. There's there's obviously some off the field, off the court, whatever they're on issues with some of the athletes I have, but I, I just don't care. I, you know, just waiting on football season. Here's one more as we close out. Don't do this this weekend. A guy in Oregon may have set a new record for the world's drunkest driver. He crashed while trying to outrun the cops, and his blood alcohol level was .778. That is almost 10 times the legal limit. He was just back in court and got 13 months in jail for it. He's also lost his license for life. (laughs) Yeah, you should. He's, He's 28. They've told him you can never have a license again. It's a privilege. It's not a right. You have a right to drive. It's a privilege. When you're 10 times over the legal limit, think you can get behind the wheel. I've said this before many times. My number one pet peeve is drinking and driving. As far as when it comes to simple choices you can make and nobody's forcing you to make them and your decision could affect my family, that's one. I got no sympathy for for DUIs. None. So when you're 10 times the legal limit and think it's okay to get on the road, yeah, I'm cool with you getting your license revoked forever. Call an Uber, buddy. Do what you should have done in the beginning. Now you got to do it for life. All right, that's it for me today. Back on Monday with more. Brandon will be back. We'll deep dive in team by team. Expectations, strength of schedules, predicted records, that and more. It's Region 1 Sports. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.